when I was wearing, you know, extensions and weaves and stuff, I'm doing it because I'm saying society accept me, you know, society mm. love me, society wow. tell me I'm worthy. Yeah. And so by top that off, I'm like, you know what, society, I don't care what you think about me. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I feel good I, about mm-hmm. myself, that's mm-hmm. what matters. Welcome to True Colors, a modern beauty podcast that redefines beauty by featuring guests who are challenging the perceptions of modern beauty, breaking the stereotypes of beauty and the beauty standards set by the mainstream narratives. I'm your host, Yoko, the founder of The Palette, the world's first online beauty community where you can find your kind of beauty. As a modern beauty show, we're talking less about outside features and more about internal features. We're here to celebrate our differences, uniqueness, and just being you. And to remind us how our unique inner qualities, strength, and wisdom make us truly powerful and beautiful inside and out. Chika Okoro is a Harvard and Stanford graduate who has experienced colorism and did a TED Talk that millions of people watched, and she's also been on a show like Red Table Talk discussing issues of colorism. Chika is an active self-love advocate and a public speaker talking about issues relating to race and gender with her mission to inspire black women and women of color to find self-love, self-worth, and confidence to live the full expression of themselves. In this episode, Chika shares her experience of colorism, what she thinks we need to overcome this standard of beauty, and her journey of embracing her natural hair and overcoming imposter syndrome. For Chica's exclusive beauty profiles and a show note for this episode, visit www.thepalette.app. And here's Chica's story. So, yeah, I wanted to ask you, what was it like for you to grow up? And as a as an, the second generation immigrant, right, from yep. Nigeria, is that right? Correct. Yeah, my parents are from Nigeria. And it's definitely interesting being a child, being a child of immigrants. Mm -hmm. um, Because, you know, I almost felt like you're, you're one foot in the, you know, immigrant world, which is no on no, I have one foot in the Nigerian world, but I'm also Uh one foot in the American world. So, you know, growing up, definitely this feeling of where do I fit? I don't mm-hmm. fit in anywhere, you know, really trying to find my place and identity. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, I think now I'm mature enough to realize that it's, there's so much richness in that I have both. Mm-hmm. You know, I am 100% American and 100% Nigerian, you know, and there's right. so much richness to be able to have both of those. Mm-hmm. You know, but when, when I was younger, it was very much so of, um, you know, like, who am I? Where do I belong? I'm not quite Nigerian enough mm-hmm. to be Nigerian. I don't speak the language. Yeah, yeah, clearly I'm not fitting in with any of my friends <laughs> here in the U.S. And right. So, and you what, know, just a lot of confusion. Yeah. When when did you immigrate to the United States? So me and all my yeah. siblings were born here. So okay, my you parents were born came. In- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my parents came in the '80s. Cool. Oh wow. Yeah. And when did you start to realize that people were treating you differently or, you know, you felt like you didn't fit in? Yeah, I would probably say, I want to say like elementary school, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, five, six years old, mm-hmm. um, you know, there weren't that many Black or African American um, mm-hmm. or like Black American yeah. Um, students in, in my school or in my class and very few like African, right? Like mm-hmm. immigrants. So, you know, definitely knew I was, you know, I was I was definitely the only Nigerian in my grade. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. in my elementary school my family was the only one. I think once we got to middle school that's a little bigger. There was a few more. And then once we got to high school, a few more. Mm-hmm. But not really. So um, definitely knew I was the only Nigerian, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and so my classmates, like, 
that's crazy, right? But I remember when I was five, me and my family, we would, we would go back to Nigeria every now and again. I just thought that was the craziest thing, right? Yeah. Like, oh my God, you <laughs> went to Africa? Yeah. <laughs> what? Were there lions and tigers and bears? Mm. Oh my, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, there's always like, feel like, oh my God, people think I'm an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at home, you would be like, I mean, you know, be like a Nigerian family right at home Mm -hmm. so you feel like you still had that sort of cultural gap right yeah Um, yeah the biggest thing is you know me Mm -hmm. and my siblings you don't speak the language like we we understand it a bit um my 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 family speaks Igbo Mm -hmm. there's lots of different ethnicities in in Nigeria so our ethnic group is Igbo Mm -hmm. and like we we can understand it a bit but we never really learned how to speak it so fluently mm. and so um and so yeah so there you know there's always that gap. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so and then you went to Harvard and mm-hmm. Stanford as a woman of color and mm-hmm. I mean what was that you know experience like yeah interestingly yeah. enough there was more diversity at mm-hmm. Harvard than there was in my uh than when I was growing up. So, like, my high school mm-hmm. percentage black was maybe, uh, like, maybe, like, six. Whereas at Harvard, it was more, like, like, more, like, ten. Like, it was the double digits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, Harvard was, was just bigger. So, it's, like, I was actually surrounded by a lot of like-minded people this, yeah this is my first time really being surrounded by a lot of mm. black people who I felt like were like me you know mm-hmm. highly ambitious um you know motivated yeah um and then also lots of other children of immigrants like so there's oh wow um, mm-hmm. yeah so Harvard really does attract a really diverse student body and I think they actively recruit for a very diverse student body because right. they um value mm. that um, that diversity, whereas, you know, going to a public high school, it just depends on what neighborhood you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, just my neighborhood wasn't very diverse, and so my mm-hmm. high school wasn't very diverse. Mm-hmm. Right, and the Stanf- and Stanford grad was the same? Yeah, that was similar. Um, yeah. A, a little less. Business school was mm-hmm. a smaller school, but yeah. um, what I find is that universities, uh, those universities have are really intentional about creating a more diverse student body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And you didn't really feel like, did you already feel like you would fit in, like, fine during those, like, college or in grad times? Um, college times were very, that was a moment where mm-hmm. I learned the most about Black American history and Black mm. American culture, uh, mm-hmm. because you know I think in just regular public schools we don't we don't learn much about mm. true history, right? Like you, um, it's like you learn some things, you learn a little bit about MLK. Yeah. You don't really learn yeah, about it really Malcolm depends X. on the high school too. It I just think. depends yeah. on the high school, and so mm-hmm. for me, uh, you know I. You know, there's a lot that I didn't know. And mm. so I had the opportunity in college to be able to take a lot of, you know, in, introduction to African-American history and a lot of, right. you know, critical race theory. And that's mm-hmm. where I learned about, um, you know, a lot of what's really going on. That's when I first learned the phrase colorism. You know, mm-hmm. like growing up, I kind of felt it, but I didn't know there was a name for it. I didn't know there was mm-hmm. a history behind it till I was exposed to those learnings and those teachings. So, mm-hmm. and then... Of, and then really being able to be a part of a community of other Black students. So, you know, in college, there was the Black mm-hmm. Student Association that, you know, mm-hmm. did not have in high school. So to be able to be a part of that. And I feel like that was an opportunity for me to really tap into my identity and tap into mm-hmm. what does it mean to be a Black person in America and to really take pride in that and to really learn, learn the history and to understand mm. that, not all black people are the same, right? Like everyone has mm. had so many different experiences. Because um, me growing up, I wasn't exposed to that many black people, you know? So mm-hmm. there's a yeah. lot of um, myths and stereotypes that I myself have to unlearn. Yeah. And so 
yeah. university was a great opportunity for me to unlearn those things. Right. And and speaking of the colorism and, you know, Black American lives, it's the, you know, this year has particularly been, you know, the world has been shaken by so many things, yep. <laughs> but including, you know, Black Lives Matter. And I wanted to kind of get your sort of, you know, take on that. So what, you know, what is your stance on it and how have you been coping with it? Yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been very interesting because, you know, this has been happening, mm-hmm. right? So this isn't new. And so me, when I, and when I think of my friends and my community, which is mostly black women or other women of color, or just people of color, you know, we, we've yeah. been seeing the violence and it's, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the meme, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, this isn't new. It's just now being filmed. And right. it's actually been being filmed for a while now, but I think it's just, I don't know if it's because of COVID, people are at home, but now more people are taking notice enough mm-hmm. to take action. Mm-hmm. So when I think back to these, um, the most recent events and, you know, earlier, you know, a few months ago, mm-hmm. it was more so this, this um, environment of like, oh, wow, now all of a sudden, everyone yeah. else is seeing what we've been seeing mm-hmm. for a long time. And so, and I think for me at first, um, I, I met things with, with skepticism. Like, you know, every, you know, everyone is you know, posting the black square on Instagram, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. these brands are saying what they're going to do. And at first I'm kind of like, hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. are you really? Or, or are yeah. you just doing this because it's, it's cool? So I think at first, very much so, like, okay, yeah. Is, is this a fact if it's a fact then like exactly. don't don't waste my time you know yeah. like me and my friends and my community that have been doing the work and are invested in mm-hmm. this like it's it, it's distracting if all of a sudden I need to educate a ton of people who haven't been mm-hmm. been a part of it but I will say as time has gone on I've been pleasantly surprised to see how many people are still sticking with it and leaning into the uncomfortable and I you know um mm-hmm. my my classmates from business school mm-hmm. you know, my my non-black classmates from business school have really um I feel like stepped up and said hey you know how can I use my privilege mm-hmm. to you know to help those that have that don't have the same the same mm-hmm. privilege as me so so I have been you know pleasantly surprised with how many people have yeah. been you know through this I'll say yeah. awakening Right. have really stuck with it and are really mm-hmm. thinking through what are the yeah. tangible things they can do to keep mm-hmm. to move the movement forward right and the cancel culture too is very interesting to see right like all of a sudden people really pressuring those brands and people you know and mm-hmm. public figures and and you know basically making them uncomfortable <laughs> mm-hmm. and so yeah that's it, it was a very interesting there are so many hashtags emerging and so that's also very interesting to see but going back to colorism and you know you were at Stanford and you gave this talk in front of the class and your professor said you gotta you gotta give that talk at the TEDx Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and so you gave a talk on the topic of colorism and the global standard of beauty and when I heard your talk, it was just so, like, I did not know what happened, you know, what was going on behind the scenes of all these casting calls and mm. how the media basically worked, you know, <laughs> for, mm-hmm. um, you know, for casting and, and stuff like that. But yeah, could you share your experience, uh, you know, from the straight out of company? Compton casting call sheet that you saw yes so that was crazy um and (laughs) you know I'm and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not I'm not even an an actress I'm on the entertainment industry so Mm -hmm. my perspective was as a fan of the movie you know I truly did love the movie I truly did watch it three times you know Mm -hmm. I'm from Los Angeles and so um, so it was so exciting to see that, you know, there's a movie about NWA, you know, yeah. like an LA rap yeah. group. And 
if you remember that movie came out in 2015 so that was mm-hmm. before what I call the like black renaissance in in Hollywood mm. that was before get out that was before black panther mm. you know that was before mm. moonlight like all these like huge wow. bangers you know so mm-hmm. i remember when jet Compton came out i'm like yes this is a black movie for mm-hmm. no by mm-hmm. us for us you know <laughs> yeah yes, I'm, and i'm from la you yeah know? so i just yeah. remember feeling so you know proud i'm feeling seen and like yes, yes black voices are being heard <laughs> And so to then see the casting call Mm. and to see that, you know, even within this Black movie, which is supposed to be, you know, a a place where I as a Black woman can feel celebrated and can feel like, oh, I finally belong, to see that someone that looks like me Uh would be, you know, classified as lesser than, you Uh know, and isn't a, you know, as you know, as desired of, of a person is almost mm-hmm. lower class or lower caste in a way. And so I think it was really just that that juxtaposition of, you know, first feeling so proud and seen mm-hmm. and such a sense of belonging to then feel literally the opposite, right? To feel invisible, to feel discarded, mm-hmm. to feel not wanted. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it was in that moment when I was like, this is what, this is what I need to talk about. Yeah, and you Mm -hmm. you said that you saw this on a casting call. You saw this. Yeah, I saw it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it was a whole scandal. Um, Yeah. So I saw, yeah, someone had posted a casting call and it went viral. Oh, wow. And then it was, it had a D girl on it. A, B, C, D, E, D girl. So, yeah, explain to us what is a D girl? Yes. So yeah. how the casting call was laid out, it was how they did their casting mm-hmm. for the, the female extras. And so they laid it out from A to D. Mm-hmm. And then they had the A girls. The A girls were listed as like the hottest of the hot, the models. I remember they listed all these ethnicities. African mm-hmm. American was not one of the ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it went down to the B girls. And so the B girls, these are super fine. Beyonce's the prototype, which I think is so funny. Beyonce is the yeah, a girl, B girl, a girl, mm-hmm. and so specifically, they say no need to have light skin and need to have long real hair. Mm. Um, so that was the C girls, and those girls have a medium skin tone. Uh, you know, they could have a weave, and then the D girls were dark skin, poor and out of shape. And so, and then it, and it's funny because once I saw that, then when I looked at the movie. You mm-hmm. kind of look at it with a new set of eyes and you do see that as this rap group gets more and more famous and more and more successful, mm-hmm. the women that surround them get lighter and lighter. Yeah. So this message that as you get successful, mm-hmm. you know, some of the ways to show your success is surrounding yourself with light-skinned people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're surrounding yourself with darker-skinned women, women, that's because you're not successful yet, right? Like, you're still, you're, you're, you're low-level. Yeah, yeah. And that, lighter skin is a sign of prestige and mm-hmm. privilege yeah. and that uh, it's you know the lighter skin people get preferential treatment mm-hmm. and so yeah so this colorism that you saw in the the you know in the casting call that was like a while ago but do you I mean do you think that there's still some you know some colorism going on today for in sure. The, in the media, maybe, yeah. Oh, for sure. And mm-hmm. um, if anything, the thing that that truly disheartened me was that yeah. in, when I saw that Casual Hall in 2015, that, mm-hmm. you know, we as a society have, you know, can have the, can feel so comfortable to put mm-hmm. in black and white, you know, to have it written down, you know, yeah. the, to categorize people based on skin tone and like, if that's happening in 2015, it didn't stop in five years, you right. know, and yeah. um, you, you see it, yeah. you see it in, in the media, you know, you just, you don't see as many women with, uh, you know, with, with darker skin and it's same across races mm-hmm. um, and across ethnicities. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I studied abroad in Cuba Yeah, and you would, and, you know, and I remember when I got there, I was surprised to see that, Cuba is, you know, Cuba is a black country. Cuba has a, a lot of the people, at least half, mm-hmm. are, look, have, have my skin tone. Yeah. And you would never know that based on what you see in the media. 
yeah. never know that, right? Yeah. Um, Southeast Asia. You know, if you think about Indian or Pakistani people that mm-hmm. you see on TV, mm-hmm. there are people in India, Southeast Asia that yeah. are extremely, you know, mm-hmm. deep skin tone. Yeah. You do not know that. Those are not the people that are, uh, that, that make it in Hollywood, that are showcased in the media. Even, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure if you're a big Netflix watcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Netflix. And so mm-hmm. and, uh, a show that me and all my friends binged recently was Indian Matchmaker. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with that show? This morning, have, have you binged it? No, I haven't. I, you know what? But I saw the preview of it and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's so interesting. I really want to, you know, check it out. I just never, yeah. I haven't been able to check it out. But yeah, yeah. When, it you, very when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, I've come across it. Yeah. Yes, it's very interesting and highly entertaining. I suggest yeah. you, I advise you to watch it. But oh. even though that was filmed, what? 2018 or 2019 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and the matchmaker as she's going you know talking to the different families yeah and they're listing out their preferences they mm-hmm. they'll often say fair i want mm-hmm. someone fair you know mm-hmm. i want someone fair skinned and so you know it's, yeah. it's definitely still still a thing wow and yeah, yeah and this happens in you know, in Asia too, I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, partially Chinese and partially Japanese. And, Mm -hmm. you know, both of those countries have preferential, you know, treatment towards light skinned Asian people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are basically darker than I used to get tanned, you know, while I was in the United States, like studying, you know, and Mm -hmm. when I went back to Japan to see my family, or China, you know, they would just tell me, oh, you look like a farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Why, why are you doing this? And I'm like, what do you mean? I feel sexy. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, this, this totally happens, you know, in Asian race, you know, and so yeah, this is not just the black community thing. But yeah, have you ever been told that, oh, you're so pretty for a chocolate girl? And things like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Really? You know, yeah, in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, people will say that like it's the biggest compliment. And of mm-hmm. course, me, you know, I'm young, I'm, like, I'm taking that as a compliment. I'm like, yes, you know, because yeah, it's like, right. growing up, you feel like, all right, dark yeah. skin, all right, so I have to strike against you. Okay, so what can yeah. I do to make up for that strike? Okay, mm-hmm. can I, I got, let me at least stay thin. Okay, let me you know, let me beg my mom to, mm-hmm. to get me extensions, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about, okay, I need to do all these things to make up for this big negative yeah. that's having dark skin. And so, you yeah. know, I foolishly would think, oh, that's a compliment. Yes, you know, it's a strike that I'm dark skin, but at least I have these other things to make up for it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's unfortunate that that's, that, you know, that was my mindset at the time. Right, right. But it's, you know, it's so natural. Like, you mm-hmm. don't feel like you're being you know, you're, you're discriminating or something like, it's just mm-hmm. like such a natural thing. So yeah, you, without knowing it, you're just part of the problem, you yeah, know, exactly. but yeah, but, and you were mentioning about different skin toned emojis and mm-hmm. how it's just so far from the fair or, you know, light skinned mm-hmm. emoji. How, mm-hmm. what is that emotional impact? Like, yeah no and that was funny because that Mm -hmm. was a situation where I had to check myself because I remember Mm -hmm. I remember I think we all remember when when the when the new emojis came out I'm trying to remember what year it was remember first everything was was cart was like cartoon yellow you know right yeah with the different skin tones I'm so excited (laughs) yeah and I remember thinking like oh do I want to go all the way to the last one I'm like no I'm gonna do the second to last yeah let me me not go all the way I'm not Mm. there but then I have to think to myself, I'm like, why am I hesitant to go all the way to the end? Mm-hmm. You know, do I personally, in my heart, feel mm-hmm. like there is something wrong with using the the last emoji? And I really had to reflect and go inward and think like, wow, even me, who I consider myself, you know, progressive and all of that, yeah. there's, there's still somewhere in my heart where I think I'm ashamed mm-hmm. to use the last the last emoji so now I always use the last one wow that's so deep because that you know just thinking wow this you know the whole sort of internal dialogue right mm-hmm. you gotta like really check with yourself what's going on right there but yeah and 
Yeah, what would you say the effect and impact of sort of those kinds of media images, you know, and not just the colorism and the, you know, what the media portrays as beautiful or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, but like, you know, they, the, the retouching and perfecting mm-hmm. those images and making the, you know, color tone like two, three scales, you know, yes. <laughs> lighter. What, yeah, what, what do you think? Or, that, or are filters. There, on yeah, and do it for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What What do you think are the effects and impacts of those kinds of images? Yeah. No. the The biggest effect is that women grow up with the with a negative self image mm. and and low self esteem. And it's interesting because because you think that that's something that you grow out of, right? Like, you know, people are probably oh yeah, no, everyone's insecure when you're a teenager. You know, mm-hmm. awkward years, you grow out of it. But the thing is, a lot of times you don't. Mm-hmm. you learn how to cover it up you learn how to compartmentalize it mm-hmm. um but if if you if you truly have that insecurity or you truly um haven't accepted yourself for who you are mm-hmm. it will show up in other parts of your life and it will stop you from uh, from truly achieving your potential and your purpose because you're you'll find that you know you you don't go for that mm-hmm. um for for that goal of yours yeah you know if you, when people when, when you ask yourself why do you constantly doubt yourself why mm-hmm. do you always go for the guy that doesn't treat you right you know it, it shows up in different parts of your life why do you right. like you know when you when you look at your friend group and wonder why you, like your friend group isn't one that's that's supportive mm-hmm. you know it's just it, it shows up in different parts of your life and it really mm-hmm. comes down to when you truly love and accept yourself, you're you're not going to allow negative people in your life. You know, you're not mm-hmm. going to allow uh, negative things to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when when you don't have a strong positive self image, mm-hmm. it, it it truly stops you from living your best life. Wow, that's the biggest. Destiny. Yeah. Wow, and I mean, what do you think we need to do to overcome those? you know, colorism and beauty and media and, you know, yeah, prejudices, maybe. Yeah, how do we move forward? Yeah. Um, it's twofold. And I feel like, and both things happen in parallel. There's mm-hmm. one, the, I would say the, the big, like the big picture, the, the movement, right? Of which, um, which it, it takes time. It goes slow. It's, you know, making sure that there is representation on, on TV, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that we're showing that, everyone is beautiful and all shades are beautiful you know making Mm -hmm. sure that there's products that meet everyone's needs so that way you don't feel invisible Mm -hmm. because you go to the store and there's nothing that meets your needs um you Mm -hmm. know so there are you know ways that like as a society we can move forward and it's people you know really pushing for those changes Mm -hmm. uh making sure that the decision makers that there's a diverse decision makers because that way they can bring in those diverse perspectives and to actually notice Mm-hmm. when people are being left out or people are being forgotten mm-hmm. um, and you know, making sure that we're opening doors to people whose doors for whom haven't ever had doors open to them before so that's like the external big picture mm-hmm. work the thing is that moves slow right yeah, like it, right. it takes a while and so we can't just wait for all of a sudden all the media to be representative mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so at the same time a lot mm-hmm. of the work is internal mm-hmm. and so Regardless of what's going on externally, what's yeah. the work that that we as individuals can do to, um, you know, deal like you know acknowledge the the hurt, mm-hmm. but to um, work through it, mm-hmm. and then you know come out the other side where mm-hmm. you can rely on yourself for love and validation and not be dependent. Mm-hmm. on the external society to, to validate us because society was not built to validate us. It was not built to validate women of color, you know, like right. that, that's not, mm-hmm. what, you know, that, that's not what, what this is about. So if, if we, if we wait and wait and wait for society to acknowledge us, who right. knows how long we'll be waiting for. So we mm-hmm. need to get to a point where as a community, we are validating ourselves. And yeah. we know that like, Hey, they are missing out. And it's fine mm-hmm. because yes, I know what I'm worth, you know? Yes. I don't know if you can hear my clap. But <laughs> I heard your clap. 
Yeah, no, I uh, I really like that approach of internal and external, and you know, mm-hmm. they they gotta work both ways. Mm-hmm. But when you were telling me about that, I was also thinking in my head, you know, like I have eighteen months old, and mm-hmm. and yeah, he's like this. Yeah, he's just absorbing everything, right? Like yeah. we're so careful about what we're feeding him, not just like mm-hmm. food, but like mind wise, and mm-hmm. and it's. It's really what's what was really disturbing for me after the BLM, you know, this year happened. Mm-hmm. It was like I was a lot more conscious just because I have, you know, I have a kid now. Yep. And so one of the shows that we we watch is Mother Goose Club. And I love the mm, show. I don't know that show. Yeah. So it's like a, you know, children's like, you know, sing along kind of show. Okay. And and yeah, one of the characters is a mascot. Well, they're all mascots, you know, they're wearing mm-hmm. like uh, mascots and stuff like that. But uh, one of the characters is a dark skinned, you know, black, I think it's a American show. I'm not really sure. But mm. she's like, you know, she has like a, a maybe like a darker than chocolate, maybe. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she is in a bear outfit. Mm. And the rest of the cast are like in, you know, human outfit. Mm. <laughs> so that really was like, wait a minute why why Hmm. why is that represented as not human right so I got Hmm. really offended by that and I stopped Mm -hmm. watching that with him because I want to google this I I, have never heard of this show the mother goose yeah mother goose club but you know I think it's just uh I don't think that it was in any way meant to be harmful Mm -hmm. but it's just that subtle messages right and we think it's okay or we think it's like so natural it's so dangerous because it also feeds in your mind that somehow the dark-skinned people are not human mm-hmm. you know so it, it's the that's the type of thing that I'm like sort of very conscious about nowadays especially after you know what happened um, in, in the Black Lives Matter movement this year and since I have a child now so yeah those are those are really like you know in terms of the media and what what we're sort of um projecting you know that's that's really for me that's very important but yeah so you were talking about this sort of self-love and i i want to get more into that Mm -hmm. um so on one of the shows that you were in on it's uh it's by the BET the round and I think you were talking about self-love so on that show you basically took your wig off yeah that was that was like (laughs) whoa and that was like you know everybody's clapping and after your talk about the self-love I was just like whoa she did it Mm -hmm. um but yeah what was that experience like I you know I want to hear your sort of the whole story from that that side right and also what does hair mean to you and for many of the black women out there yes that was such a journey Mm -hmm. and so I gave that talk a uh, I want to say I think it was like six months after the TED talk Mm -hmm. and you know I feel like TED talk was Step one of, of the journey of just acknowledging, because mm-hmm. um, I think that was me almost acknowledging in myself that like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I, I still have some work to do in truly um, unlearning all of the internalized negative messaging mm. I've, I've always harbored relating to, to, to colorism, mm-hmm. right? And so I feel like you know, kind of going through the process of writing that talk and then giving that talk and then engaging with people on that on that topic. It made me realize that like, you know, and, and I mentioned it a bit in the TED talk, like, you know, I, I, I'm still figuring out myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, as I as I as I was going on that journey and really thinking about, you know, how can I let go of all of this uh negative stuff just negative junk that I've uh, that I've held on to and that's mm-hmm. been holding me down and holding me back and um you know I was I I thought about my hair 
and the fact and I just realized that you know I there's so much insecurity and self-consciousness that I tied to my hair because my hair as you saw on the BET talk is Mm -hmm. you know super finely coiled you know and Mm -hmm. uh you know I Mm -hmm. I grew up thinking that I didn't have quote unquote good hair right like mm-hmm. quote unquote good hair is soft and loose right. curls and mm-hmm. it's long and it blows in the wind and that's not my hair and yeah. so you know yeah. I've always grown up feeling like oh you know the short end of the stick um mm-hmm. you know why is my hair so difficult um and just really I'm just kind of really reflecting of how that's such a a big thing for me Mm-hmm. And stepping back, you know, it's a big thing for a lot of Black women, you know, like yeah. hair just in the Black female community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of value and meaning attached to it. Um, mm-hmm. Whether a lot of people, a lot of non-Black people are, cons- are kind of like, it's just hair, it's just hair, what is mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you, you know, when you look at the history of Black people in the U.S., hair right. for a long time was used to def- divide us. Right. And the way that, you know, people place value and, you know. Um, to oppress too, right? To, During to the oppress. slavery, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you're given more more privilege, more resources if you're right. able to find ways that you mm-hmm. can approximate white people. Yeah. White people don't have our hair. So those that did have the looser curls, the straighter, you know, it was, it was ingrained within mm-hmm. the Black community that that, type of hair is what we are all striving towards and mm-hmm. I have the opposite of that hair and so you know just realize that like you know that is me not liking mm-hmm. my hair is what's stopping me from truly loving and accepting myself mm-hmm. and so then I knew that the only way that I can uh you know continue on this journey and kind of reach an area of where I do truly love and accept myself Mm-hmm. Um, I needed to let go of this fear mm-hmm. that um, unless I have long straight hair, you know, no one, no one's going to accept me. Mm. And so I'm like, well, let me go have first. I just chop it all off. <laughs> yeah. And um, wow, you know, top yeah. three best, one of the best decisions of my life because that wow. really forced me to mm-hmm. have to look within for mm. validation right because it's like you know you can't get any more opposite from the white standard mm-hmm. of beauty <laughs> yeah like you were <laughs> yeah like you were saying about like the checkbox and mm-hmm. yeah that's that's definitely like one of the sort of features to to be accepted or right yeah and right. so so in doing that I really learned how to you know I'm I'm not you know, because what I found is like, you know, when I was wearing, you know, extensions and weaves and stuff, I'm doing it because I'm saying society accept me, you know, society mm. love me, society wow. tell me I'm worthy. Yeah. And so by top of that off, I'm like, you know what, society, I don't care what you think about me. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I feel good I, about mm-hmm. myself, that's mm-hmm. what matters. I remember in that talk, you said, I'm so tired. Yeah. Of trying to be something that you're not. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, wow that's you know that's just really yeah that's that's really powerful and I mean yeah so you had to like fear you have you had the fear of feeling not good enough but mm-hmm. you're just basically like nope like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chop them off and I'm just gonna do me now yeah and how I mean and and you felt like liberated or wh- what oh was that God. like that yeah <laughs> I mean, so free. It was so free Mm. because it's like at that point, I like I can't even try to meet someone else's standard of beauty because it's like Mm -hmm. at this point, I'm I'm so far off of that. Yeah, I'm just like I just so I like I I can't even try to care. Like I I, just I'm unable to to care, and so to not care was so freeing, Mm. and I could just focus on Mm -hmm. on me and just like, hey, do I like how I look right now? Yeah, if so, yeah. then then I'm I'm good. And and you were mentioning about how the dating was just sort of like all around the standard of beauty that is out there with the soft hair and the lighter skin. And mm-hmm. what has how has that been after the 
you know, Great or coming out of the yeah coming out of the wig yeah yeah so I definitely fully expected that like hey you know what who knows when the next time I'm gonna get a date you know Mm -hmm. and I and so I had already come to terms with like you know who knows I don't like maybe no one will ever swipe right on me again (laughs) yeah you know I have to update all my pictures you know (laughs) yeah 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 Um, and I was just like, you know, we'll see what happens. But if mm. anything, what mm. I found mm-hmm. is um, that that was not the case. I feel like I I still was able to be really successful. And I think mm. that um, a couple of things happened. Mm-hmm. I think, one, I, I attracted folks who, I feel like I attracted more quality people, you know, Ooh. so someone who, who isn't, yeah. as, someone who's, who 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 will accept me for me, you know, and not right. someone who like, well, I have to keep this wig on in order to keep them attracted to me, you know? Right, so right. So it was a kind of a, almost way to weed out. But also I think mm-hmm. the more powerful thing is as I stopped seeking external validation mm-hmm. and I learned to accept myself and really grew in confidence, mm-hmm. I think when you're confident, you attract positive people. And so I think, Mm -hmm. you know, people are attracted to my positive energy and attracted to my confidence. And that's what brought, you know, good quality people Mm. into my uh, atmosphere as opposed to before. Yeah, I had the long hair, so I'm quote unquote, you know, meeting people's beauty standards. But on the inside, I'm insecure. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm timid. I'm not confident. People can pick up on that energy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. And I mean, you are just full of confidence now and fearless, you know, and I can feel that sense that from just talking to you on here, but you also had sort of a journey Mm -hmm. of, you know, acquiring imposter syndrome or, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling not good enough to sort of like overcoming that. So yeah, would you walk us through that journey of your you know imposter syndrome yes and imposter syndrome comes in so many ways mm-hmm. um you know I would say definitely felt it for the first time in college I mean can you think of a more intimidating school than Harvard you know like literally <laughs> like literally yeah, right? yeah. Uh, where every day you're like so how how did I get going <laughs> on? um and mm-hmm. so you know just constantly you know second guessing mm. myself and it's you know imposter syndrome is is interesting because it's like despite all the evidence that shows that hey you're smart you deserve to be here mm-hmm, somehow mm-hmm. you're like well but you know so-and-so actually is better than me and just yeah. kind of that that doubt and second guessing and yeah. you know it's you know it's something that I'm even still working through like I would say Mm-hmm. Just as I'm continuing on in my career, every now and then there's this self-doubt of like, oh, you know, is, is this the right decision? And, you know, mm-hmm. should I speak up in this meeting? And, you know, mm-hmm. am I leading my team in the right way? Right. Um, do I know enough? And I have to check myself mm-hmm. of like, you know, I do know enough. And at the end of the day, you know, you only make decisions based off of the information you have in front of you mm-hmm. and not and not everyone is always right. That's things imposter syndrome. You, you feel like you have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And you feel like any mistake is evidence that you're a failure. Mm-hmm. But everybody makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Bill Gates yeah. makes mistakes. Mark Zuckerberg makes, makes mistakes. So, right. yeah. um, so, you know, I think it's reminding myself to give myself grace mm-hmm. and to, you know, remind myself that hey if if I'm in a room or I'm in a position it's because I deserve to be there period Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't even matter how you got there but now I'm there yeah and when I'm there uh you know make make the most out of my my position there was my position in in a company or whether it's um I'm asked to be part of an organization or asked Mm -hmm. to speak somewhere you know there's I have value to give and I have a unique perspective you know Mm -hmm. I may not have the same background or, or pedigree or job experience of someone else but I do bring my own unique experience that is valuable right yeah mm-hmm. so and was there myself that yeah no that's great and was there any like moment when you're like 
when you catch yourself sort of like self-doubting or self-talking negatively like、mm-hmm. how do you, what do you do like do you like take a pause you're like okay like you know yeah yeah that's not true you know yeah, I know you know, this like yeah what do you do when you have that sort of little neg-、yeah. negative self-talk negative self-talk、mm-hmm. what I learned is that like the power like your mind is very powerful mm-hmm. and you know if If you tell yourself in your mind, like,、oh, I can't do it, then you can't, then you won't do it.、Mm. And so, just, you know, the, just the power of affirmation and the power of positive thinking.、Mm. And I remember my, my therapist had suggested this, and I thought it was baloney. I'm just like, whatever. Like, but, you know,、yeah. like, I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know、mm. what? Nothing else. Let me just try it. Nothing else is working. Let me just try it. Yeah. And she was saying that, you know, whenever a, thought, a negative thought comes in, Just stop it and replace it with a positive one, even if you don't believe it.、Mm-hmm. Just stop it and replace it with a positive one.、Wow. And what I realized is if you do that enough, you do start to believe it because、mm-hmm. there's power in your thoughts and there's power in your words.、Mm-hmm. And so if I'm like,、oh, like, how can I figure this out? I just、mm-hmm. stop and just like, I can't figure it out.、Mm-hmm. And it, it works. It's、wow. really powerful. Like, affirmations、yeah. work. Uh, and it's one of those things like, that's like, yeah. yeah. Do you like say it out loud or you just kind of force your thought to be like, I can do this? And then just kind of for me, yeah, for me, it's my thoughts because, because、yeah. my, uh, the, um, my trap was my thoughts. So I would spiral in negative self talk. Yeah. So just、right. switching that to positive self talk.、Mm-hmm. So even just that switch helps and doing it consistently.、Mm. Because a lot of times people get into that negative spiral. The next thing you know, you're in a bad mood and then、mm-hmm. you don't want to do anything, you lost energy. So I'm just like, I need to stop the spiral before it happens.、Mm. So it's a little, and it's, you know, it happens all the time at work. Maybe you make a decision, like, oh, maybe that was a bad decision. Why did I do that? And then I'm、mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I did that because I thought that was the best decision at the time. Right.、Boom. Yeah. You know, like,、yeah. that doesn't mean I'm a bad person or anything. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Overly self judging. There's always、mm-hmm. that little person there. <laughs> yeah. Overly self judging.、Um, that's great. I love that, that tip. And、uh, just moving forward to like sort of like the last sets of questions that I have. And I always ask this question to our guest. And these are kind of like a little deeper question.、Um, So, you know, one of the questions that we ask is, what makes you you?、Mm-hmm. And I guess the question that I want to ask is, you know, what do you do to live authentically?、Mm. Um, what makes me me? So, I, I love to think, I love reflecting. And、mm-hmm. so, you know, being able to,、um, to journal. You know, being able、mm-hmm. to, to really reflect.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so being able to take time to really think about, to, to actually to think about the question you just asked me. Of、mm-hmm. like, you know, who am I? What moves me? And really being introspective to really make sure I'm always tapping into my, my passion, what motivates me, and most importantly, my purpose.、Mm-hmm. Right? So being, being able to really tap into, well, Well, what is that? How do I know if I'm going towards it versus going、mm-hmm. away from it?、Mm-hmm. Um, so, I would say what makes me me is, you know, being able to, is being introspective and being able、mm-hmm. to, to making the space and time to reflect in those quiet moments、mm-hmm. um, to make sure I'm not just, you know, going with the motions. It's easy to just kind of start going through the motions, you know, going to work, doing this, doing that. But、yeah. really、stopping and thinking, wait. You know, what is my inner compass and where、mm-hmm. is it pointing? That's great. And yeah, what would you tell your younger self? I would tell my younger self to not worry at all about what other people are saying. You know, it doesn't、mm. matter if other people think you're cool, as, as long as you yourself think you're cool.、Mm-hmm. That's That's the most important thing. And like all, all these fake friends that you're trying to impress,、mm-hmm. like, yeah. If, if they're your true friends, they, then you wouldn't have to try to impress them.、Mm-hmm. And, and those, those are the types of quality people that you want in your life. 
Wow. Yeah, that's great. I mean, for those people that are like sort of maybe conflicted or feel like they can't really come to be like, you know, to have the true expressions of themselves and have a lot of self-acceptance, you know, challenges, what would you say to those people that has that, that is still learning how to sort of self-accept themselves? Yes. Um, well, if you're able to, if you can afford it, I definitely suggest therapy for everyone. Mm. Therapy is amazing. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a great resource. And I know Black women in, um, in particular, mm. we definitely don't leverage therapy as much as our white counterparts. Mm. Um, there's still quite a bit of stigma around therapy in the Black community. So as mm-hmm. much as I can to say that, hey, this is um, that definitely is a useful method that can really help, you know, help us work through a lot of the, the burdens we've been carrying. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely understand that therapy isn't as accessible to everyone. So even just, you know, yeah. journaling, reflecting, mm-hmm. um, positive affirmations, like we just talked about, they actually mm-hmm. really do work. And, you know, really being mindful of what, what you are consuming and who you are surrounding yourself with. Mm, Like mm -hmm. I definitely noticed that like when I watch shows where there are strong black female leads, I Mm -hmm. feel better. Mm. Like, you know, I just, I feel better. Wow. Um, and so, you know, what, what you consume really has an impact on how you view the world and view yourself. Yeah. That's great. The last question that I have is, what does beauty mean to you? Beauty mm-hmm. is living in the fullest, most authentic mm-hmm. expression of yourself and mm-hmm. being able to clearly walk in your purpose. To do that to me is the most beautiful thing. Yeah. And you are. You are a beautiful person. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, with that definition, I think you're, you know, and even, with, even without the definition, I think you're gorgeous. And that internal beauty also shines through you. And so, yeah, no, thank you so much for all these tips and advice and insights. These are great, great insights. Um, and I want to ask you, lastly, um, what's coming up next for like, is there anything that you're working on right now? Yes, yes, yes. So first, I want to tell everyone to follow me on Instagram. I'm at Chika Okoro825. Yes. And um, if you click the link on my bio, you'll be able to subscribe to my mailing list. I'll be starting a blog soon where I will chat in much more depth about a lot of the topics that we, t- that we talked about today. That's so great. Keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining. And these were great conversations. I'm so glad that we got to connect. And um, yeah, thank you so, so very much. And we'll definitely be following you around. So uh, yeah, we'll be on the radar. Thank you. Thank you. I loved having this combo with you. Great. And, thank uh, you. Let's stay in touch. Bye. Yes, definitely. Bye, Chica.